0: Attack Life, Not Others, with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. If I was in the restaurant business and um, I really had a a great uh, menu, great chef, you know, I'd I'd probably have restaurants all over the place here, you know, but here I am in the martial arts school, 35, 38 years of training, teaching a couple hundred students that, you know, are still training, still moving, and I have some new ones coming in. Mm Mm-hmm. But the reason for that is, is, you know, I always say when I teach at night and everybody lines up, we get ready to go. I say, you're not here for a lobster dinner. You know, you're, you're here to push through the pain and work on all your weaknesses and try to find your strengths and then keep them. And I think it's hard. I think that's the number one reason why most people who come in the martial arts do not continue with it. It's hard. You know, everybody out there today is, you know, throwing trophies out, reasons to continue to do this and do that. And yes. You know, I get a lot of these schools that, that have a, a program initiative to sign back up for so many months or a year or whatever. Uh, we don't do that. You know, we're there day to day. Somebody doesn't like the program after 30 days, they can leave. And I always wanted that to be out front because I don't want to keep any student in my in my school that doesn't want to be there. It's negative. You got to have the positive thoughts. Like you said, you got to think positive. Think of goals that you want to achieve and advance forward, you know. When you when you look at the numbers of students that I, I've taught, you know, that did receive their black belt, from the number of students that signed up, the ratio, the percentage is small. And the reason for that is, you know, the martial arts, two words, hard work. Mm-hmm. It's hard work. And when you, when you were training, Steve, you were young. You started, how old were you? Twelve. All right, you're twelve, and a lot of guys who are, are listening to this program can relate. 12, 11, 10, 9, 15, 20, 70. doesn't matter what age you come. You're facing your fears, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. What was the number one thing you can remember that you were scared of when you entered the dojo? You looked around. You saw the people in bare feet. You saw me standing up there with long hair, young guy. Jumping up and down, you know, screaming cadences and all this. What did you? What were you scared of? What was your number one fear?
1: Oh gosh, number one, that's hard. I mean, it was it was a combination of things. Give me five. The intensity. It was intimidating. You you were afraid of getting hurt. You were afraid of getting winded and dropping over, not hanging, not being able to make it through class. Um, you know, with just all the cardio, with the calisthenics, uh, afraid of of, of fighting people better than you.
0: Sure. What kept you there? You, you grew up in that, in that school, Steve. You grew up in that school. And, and guess what? Some of your best friends that you sure. met there are still with you today, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So what, what kept you there? What pushed you through the change? You, you obviously were there because you needed it. I mean, you, know, you were there because you knew inside that you wanted something that the school had. What did we have in that school? What did all the students that were standing in front of you keying and yelling and kicking and punching what did they have that you wanted what was your desire
1: well there was there was growth and it was visible it was tangible you could feel it it felt good you could see that you were making progress uh you know physically mentally spiritually all the things we talk about all the time on this podcast and when you start making gains, well well the gains and you get addicted to it in a good way it's a good addiction you almost can't live without it at that point
0: all right. So then you flourished all the way through and you, you chiseled yourself down to a strong young man and your mind and your body and your spirit, you know, were, were tough. They were there. They, you, you got where you wanted to go. And then you had to enter life itself and, and do what you need to do, raise a family and all this. That stuff ever leave you? No. It's like a foundation. Start. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's there. You can never it, take that away.
0: Yeah. And there's so many, there's so many people who will get a taste of that and then they'll say, nah, it's not for me. And I get that. But it's really about, it's about your fears. It's about your, and the number one thing I think that people fear the most is failure. I did when I started out. I, I was a kid filled with failure. And I think that we don't want to fail ourselves. We don't want to fail other people. And mm-hmm. if we get into a test and a testing environment um, and here we are performing for our next belt, number one thing is, ah, God, I don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel like an idiot. Mm-hmm. But the, the, I think some of the, my greatest growth has been when I have failed, and I felt the sting. And we talked about this podcast before. I want to go back there, so I practice harder, longer, and everything that I did. I I didn't, I didn't want to go back there. And I and I think that's one of the things that you learn is you learn through your mistakes that you make, whether you're a teacher or whether you're a student. If you brush them off and ignore them and say, ah, that didn't mean anything, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll ace the next couple of belts. That's not going to work. you you got to have failure before you succeed. you got to sometimes, you got to taste the sour before you can enjoy the sweet. Yeah. And I think really, to be honest with you, that's the best lobster dinner I can serve anybody. Yeah. Is once they get that, once they feel that, once they see that, that they can make their own growth. And that this thing that they achieved within themselves, they can fire up any time, any day. And I think that's what happened to you.
1: And there is failure involved. There is pain. There is suffering. But as Tony Robbins, and we all know Tony Robbins, of course, one of his biggest things is saying, we got to learn how to use that pain and that failure and pleasure instead of having pain and pleasure, use you. If you do that, then you're in control if you don't life controls you because there will always be failure there will always be suffering and pain again the dojo is a microcosm of all that pleasure and all that pain you're going to have both at times
0: yeah and it's it's reciprocal i mean the students and the teacher the teacher's not alone in that he's learning i I learned throughout teaching my whole life as to how be a better adult better husband to my wife better father to my children um, you learn through that trial and error, and there are mistakes that are made. You will make mistakes as a teacher, as a student, you will fail. There's nothing wrong with saying, at times, too, if that failure is on my end, and it's a, a couple words that came out the wrong way, there's nothing wrong with saying, I apologize, I'll get it right next time, I mean, life's not perfect. And I think we are living in a society where we look around and see what we think we see, perfection all around us. Everybody's judging us, all these things, all these places, all these people, but yet the world is in the most disastrous state it's ever been in, and we have to face the imperfections, not just in this world, but we have to face the imperfections within ourselves, find the truth, fix it, and move on. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast, and for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com.
1: This has been a Steve Mittmann social media creation. creation. Steve Mitman Socialmedia.com.